Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 135, episode 2 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, May 26, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Potatoes O'Brien, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's Miles Gray, the Blackenese podcast host with the most, a.k.a. Major Motoko Kushanagi of Ghost in the Shell Smoke Alone Complex. Uh, shout out to Andrew at Bub, Andrew Bub, for pointing that tweet out to me. Uh, you know, can't wait to see Scarlett Johansson doing this version, too. Wait, so that wasn't, he didn't write that, he just pointed a tweet out to you? Someone just, I think, because people are just free associating now of anything, it's just a random tweet with just Major Motoko Kushanagi, uh, and you know, well, they know my brand. Well, Miles, uh, yes. we are thrilled to be joined for the first time on the Daily Zeitgeist yes. by two other twins. They are the hilarious and talented Randy and Jason Sklar! What's up, you guys? What up? Thank What's up, you guys? For us. Thanks for having us. Welcome. Uh, we don't have we don't have any long uh, intro names. I mean, on our podcast, our daily podcast, called uh, Sklarbro Country, the Virus Edition, aka we do aka the Pandy Pods, aka one egg, four legs, aka two Jews, no harm in Killabrews, aka two Jews, no tattoos. <laughs> Okay. AKA two Wolverines, one quarantine. AKA two bros, lots of hosts. Uh, that's how we go. <laughs> Check in. Hell yeah. Usually people feel overwhelmed by our AKs and uh, the shoes them. on the other foot. Uh, yeah, I, I love feel, them. Look at that. Turn the tables that, that right beautiful. out the gate. You turn the tables right out the gate. Uh, how are you guys doing with quarantining? Well, I bought an above-ground pool, so I'm going Hell full yes. white trash, um, <laughs> and i just been floating in it, drinking cans of beer, yelling at my kids. Like, it's amazing. The second you get in the pool, it can be the most tranquil <laughs> thing ever, pool. and then you just start yelling at You're your like, kids. Brittany, get down from there. I don't have a daughter named Brittany. <laughs> I got no kids named Brittany. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Water-activated outrage. Yeah. Brittany is uh, spelled with an N-I. Right, uh, I have Brittany. to assume that's the so above my, ground pool spelling. Yeah, so my youngest daughter is in like competitive gymnastics, and when we used to go to meets, remember when we all used to meet out in oh, the yeah. public together? Oh, when man. we went to when we went to meets, my wife and I would just write down the names of all the other kids who were there, and just there are moments when if we're unhappy or anything, I'll just pull out that list in my notes and just start <laughs> reading it. Caitlin, yeah. Braylon, Brylin, Raylan, Jimberly. <laughs> Jimberly. 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 Is that real? Is Jimberly sounds like where you do gymnastics. It's, yeah. it's like where you right. take your two-year-old for a birthday party. Oh, we're taking her over to Jimberly. That's a real goddamn name. Wow. Is that with a G or a J? That's... G-Y-M. G-Y-M-B-E-R-L-E-E. L-E-I-G. So she had it, right. had it in her blood. She J-I-M-B-U-R-L-Y. Or Burley Jim. <laughs> Jimberly. <laughs> Much Jimberly. Uh, <laughs> no, I like that they're not being gender specific. Hey, with this she's show. in the flannels. Yeah. What do I? What, I'm not weird. a bad What's guy. Problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today. Uh, people 
really had to party this long weekend, it turns out. They they went off, yeah. as the kids say. And it was it was interesting. We're also gonna cover sort of the ideological undergirding of that reaction. There seems to be a growing populist sentiment that uh, this whole lockdown thing was a big uh, much ado about nothing except non Shakespearean, whatever the not Shakespeare version of of that sentiment is. And it is best summarized by a new Tony Robbins video that I, I saw get forwarded a couple times on Facebook. Of course, the Facebook video, because uh, yeah. that's where mm-hmm. that's where disinformation. I'm so glad I'm not on Facebook live. anymore. It seems like I'm impervious to these bullshit videos coming by. Like, because I saw you writing this piece, I'd be like, I've seen this video multiple times. It's been being shared <laughs> multiple times, and I'm like, how? I I I need to get back well, on a Boomer Facebook. Facebook. Facebook is just for your racist uncle and the police department. It's like dabbing. Yeah. It's like it is like dabbing at this point. <laughs> it was the trickle down. <laughs> it was the it was the trickle down effect where uh, right. I feel like people started uh forwarding it to my wife. Uh my wife. My uh wife. very cool, my very wife. cool. <laughs> uh and it, it was very frustrating. We're gonna talk about a big week for Karen. Mm. Karen's the Karen Hall of Fame has some new uh, nominees, inductees. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about Florida theme parks reopening, and we're going to talk about the bidet, uh, all of that, and plenty more. But first, Randy, Jason, what is something from you guys' search history that is revealing about who you guys are? Uh, well, I have. This is one thing that I've been doing to sort of keep myself sane somewhat. We miss sports. We're big sports fans. And I, mm. in my recent, I have a ton of searches of University of Michigan, like football and basketball recruits, which on the surface is like, you're hopeful about the future of uh, your sports team. You want sports to come back at a certain time. You're looking at what the future is going to bring. And then I realized that it's a bunch of searches of me getting information about high school kids. Is that weird? That's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it feels terrible. I'm like, what's this kid's reach? How much weight did he get? Yeah, talking about I, his body. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you're like, turn to the side and cough. Why am I searching that? Why am I? <laughs> why am I suddenly becoming Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs? Uh, you know, right. let me Google puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, no, my my last search, and this should tell you what is, uh, I searched cartoon baby squirrels. Um, uh huh. Cartoon, baby, <laughs> and By the way, you'll never see a cartoon baby squirrel wearing pants. No. Now they may be wearing oh. shoes and socks, and yeah. the shoes are fully tied up, and a shirt, but no pants. Cartoon baby squirrels. Uh, Part of that was my, so my daughter wanted me to look one up so I could like draw it on her dry erase board. But then I got so obsessed with like how over-sexualized so many of them are. And these are baby squirrels. These aren't even like, I could not believe how, se- this is where I started to go down the rabbit hole. I couldn't believe how sexualized. You started to go down the squirrel hole. I went down the did. squirrel hole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Baby squirrels. squirrels. I didn't. I didn't Google adult sexy cartoon squirrels. <laughs> right. I Googled. <laughs> Baby squirrels. And I'm like, why are their eyes so big? Why am I seeing the beginning of cleavage? What is going on here? Why, oh, no. Like, It became a very disturbing thing that I was trying to almost try to avoid it. And at the same time, I couldn't stop going down through it, which probably says more about me. But that's my latest search. 
Yeah, cartoon baby squirrels are are very different than actual baby squirrels for for sure. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a disturbing it was a disturbing Google search to go down, thinking that I was just going to be looking at some adorable baby animated squirrels, <laughs> and it just took me to a horrible place. It's, squirrels are so f- like they're also my buddy of mine years ago when I was in college. There was like an abandoned baby squirrel like in his yep. driveway, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to take this squirrel in. And at the time in our early twenties, like, yeah, this is great, dude. Yes. Like give it it a box. (laughs) Let's fucking put some towels in there. Keep this fucker warm. Cut to like three weeks later when it just became mobile and it was running a fucking muck, just shitting (laughs) everywhere. It was like chaos. What you just described is the, the lesson that we learned from the tiger King. Like they're great <laughs> yes. when they're tiny, but then when they're 500 pounds and about to rip your face off, like yeah. you don't want it. Get it out of yeah. here. But it's to the Squirrels point where I feel yeah. like are, are, uh, I, I've spoken before on the show about how I think birds are getting more aggressive uh, in a way that I find very untrustworthy. Uh, I think yeah. squirrels <laughs> are doing the same in my experience. Are you guys seeing more aggressive squirrels? Yeah. So New York squirrels, New York squirrels, like they don't care. They're like, yeah, New York squirrels are just like, like New York squirrels are like panhandling for nuts. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't give it like the, I've seen a New York squirrel, like give the finger. Right. And I'm like, you guys don't even have fingers. How are you giving the finger? Like the Strokes should have written a song called New York City Squirrels, not New York City. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Throw you up against a a car. And then Um, sell you like a counterfeit Metro card too. And you're like, yeah, oh, I was like, wait, I, this thing squirrel. looks so real. Who's doing the artwork on this shit? God, God, damn. That looks like a Rolex. That seriously uh, looks a lot like a Rolex. How does this squirrel um, have a tiny trench coat? <laughs> uh, what is something you guys think is underrated? All right, this is easy for me. I, we've talked about this numerous times on my podcast. Um, let me, I'll, I'll tell a story that will lead to my answer. So I was at the very first. I have a son who's 11 at his at the first birthday party I ever went to for him when he was three. It was at a really nice person's a really nice house, really big, beautiful house. And I went in the kitchen where their food was. And on this gorgeous marble round sort of tray was an amazing. And when I say one of the best pizzas I've ever eaten in my life, I <laughs> I was like, my wife's not at this party. I'm just going to eat like five pieces of pizza. So I start <laughs> eating. I'm eating the pizza, and I'm telling anyone who will listen how good this pizza is. I'm like, this pizza is unbelievable. Everybody, everyone, 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 to the point where I'm like, I have to talk to this woman whose party it is and find out, did she make this pizza, or what delicious artisan pizzeria did she get this amazing pizza? Domino's thin crust. Track her down, and I was like, where did you get this pizza? And she's like, it's Domino's. So as soon as she said Domino's, I'm like, now I have to rethink, like, when is a baby a baby? Is it conception? I don't know, because remember, they were super right to life. I'm like, oh, you're serious. I was joking. Holy shit. No, that's how good this pizza was. It wasn't Domino's thin crust. It was regular Domino's. I was like, wow. What is it? Seasoned with. I I was totally duped. And from then on, I'm like, Domino's pizza is underrated. I can't get on board with their right to life stuff, but their pizza is so good that it made me reconsider it for a moment. All right. Yeah. So that's you, Jason. <laughs> they put a lot of they put a lot of work into that crust. That was like a big yeah. thing. They came they back put a lot of they, they want to put hang a lot their of life. 
They put a lot of life into that crust. You know the type of the type of life that comes after the third after the second trimester of a baby being right, made. They're, exactly. Look, they're very right. pro. They're very pro pizza. They're pro, pro pizza. So I just uh, like the idea of you at a table eating a, a obscene amount of pizza and like, like hey, oh, yeah. get over here, get over here. Have you, you guys tried this? this? <laughs> Check this out. You guys know where this thing came from? What like what 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 small old man from the old country threw this pizza? Like I literally was like, I want to hear the entire story of the family who opened up the small pizza where you bought this from. Do I need to help give them a small business loan? No, it's Domino's, you dumb shit. Uh, so well, the guy my... who founded it definitely has the values of someone from the old country, from the Dang, old right. old country, old old country, um, the old yeah. and old country. Exactly. Uh, that's right. So my thing that I think is, uh, I think it's underrated and overrated. So I'm going to kind of go both right here. So my, Whoa. it's. So the thing that I think is underrated, and it really just depends who you're talking to. So I went the last two years to Burning Man. I'd Jesus never been in Christ. my entire All right, here we are. We're about 10 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He brought it you up. You don't get it. He doesn't get it. So I went to Burning Man with my wife because she really wanted to go. And, and we went, and it was crazy. And it was super fun. And I think for anyone who hasn't been to Burning Man, you tell them about it, it's overrated. They're like, yeah. So right. you sat out in the desert in a dust storm, which by the way, wearing masks, it's right now in the world right now, it feels like Burning Man only like people are pissed off, annoyed, and they're not high. So it's right. like the day after Burning Man when everybody's taking all the shit down because you're still wearing <laughs> the mask, but like you just can't. So it was so for anyone who's been, I feel like it's underrated because like you go to Burning Man and you are literally out of your mind on everything and you see like a birthday cake that just blow up into like fireworks in the middle of like a hundred yards away from you. And you say to yourself, I'm never going to see that ever again in my entire life. And then you dance in a pyramid it's just fun. It's just crazy. It's amazing. But for people who haven't been, they're just like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. So you got a free popsicle. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I would go so far as to say even hearing people's stories about Burning Man, if you commit. Like if you go in yes. and you're just like, all right, I'm going to hear a story about some dirty hippies who are like, yep. you know, yep. bargaining their oatmeal cookies for some like bullshit wax sculpture. Like you're not going to be entertained. But if you just like really dig in and like imagine you're listening to a short story or like something mm -hmm. and like listen to somebody who's like good at describing things. I've right. had very good experiences. I've never been to Burning Man, but like I did a whole podcast just talking to my former co-host Michael Swaim about his Burning Man experience, and uh, purely at his insistence, uh, I was like, "All right, man, fine, we'll we'll talk about it." Yeah, uh, and he, so I was like stuck talking to him about Burning Man, yeah. and it was like one of my favorite conversations because it's he it's really amazing. like took me there, and I, it's it's not that bad. There's also a really good like New Yorker piece. About somebody who went to Burning Man and like that's I think it's New Yorker. It might be something else, but uh, yeah. it's I, I like to remind people I read the New Yorker. But do you read the New Yorker? That's amazing. Not the New York Post, yeah. <laughs> right? So like the New York Post. That's okay. It was the New York Post. It was page six. <laughs> right, good. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I it can be worth listening to people's stories about Burning Man. Uh, I've so never I think been, it's. Though. It's both overrated and not. It's overrated to the people who haven't been. It is very underrated to the people who have been. So I'm sorry I kind of rode the line on both of those things, but it was it was 
again, for someone who late in life or tried something new, it's not like I went, you know, 20 years ago. Right. But I'm talking about going now at a point in time where you don't think you can be surprised by things or experiencing things in a new way. It was amazing. Like culturally, did you have any sort of connection to like the art crowd, the kinds of people that would be at Burning Man? Like what sort of, what was your evolution to be a right. person, a non-burner to two-time burner? To become a burner. So my, so my wife went to, when she was younger, like traveled around and followed the Grateful Dead in like the, er, in the mid eighties, like went on tour with them. So she went to like 165 Dead and Jerry shows in her lifetime. Wow. Holy and she shit. went to the Oregon Country Fair, which is just like a awesome crazy freak fest and she's been to like rainbow gatherings and all this stuff so she's got it in her blood got it she was like i really want to go then we had friends who were like parents of kids like in our school where we live out in la and like <coughs> they they were like we're going and we're setting up a camp if you guys want to go then we met a bunch of people out there who were who knew people that we knew back in la and we have since become really close friends with a lot of people that we met there it was just amazing. I yeah. to me, it like reminded me of in college when you'd have like that night where you're like, we don't know where we're going, and you wind up at this party, and then you go over here, and you're at another party, and then three people who you met at that party take you to another party. Yeah. There was this kind of reaching back to our youth and the way we were when we were kids, and this sort of we didn't know where it was going to lead us, but we just knew we were in for the ride. Like that attitude was very intoxicating that was super fun the openness yeah yeah for yeah sure. the openness of not having a plan because right. when you have kids and when you're sort of planning stuff out for other people it's it's regimented in a way that you just can't you have right. to it's like guys so to, i can do this mushroom trip for another 42 minutes and then i gotta and go then someone's gotta go home and let the sitter go to sleep yeah right. i gotta let the sitter yeah, so but it what it did was i was like okay how can we bring that back to you know and we lead a life where sometimes we'll go out on the which when we were before this whole thing would go out on the road and you're in another city and people are taking you out. And yes, you can have that kind of a time because that's what we do. I feel like my wife had a little less of that. And so for her, she was like really excited to go. And I'm like, let's just go and really do it. Like literally go to the wall on this one. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. So you can't rate it high enough for people who went and had a good right, time. Right, right, right. Uh, so that is both your overrated and underrated. That's right. That's right. All right. Jade, what you, uh, so I got to do an overrated now. Yeah, yeah do an overrated. You got to do an overrated, Jason. All right. So part of me wants to say Peloton, but I don't have it, so I can't really <laughs> from experience. But it does feel like a cult, and it does feel like it's overrated. And the fact that you have to pay all the time for that. The, the thing though that I why have, it's the type of thing you can give your wife who's already in good shape a complex and say yeah. here get it. right yeah get in <laughs> hey, shape you and it'll look be the better. first thing that she's ever tried on her own She'll, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll make her grow as a human it's the best thing you ever <laughs> tried on your own that I bought for you uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm really doing it you guys uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, maybe that is it maybe I was gonna say your <laughs> first picture when you're when your before picture looks like an after picture Peloton. <laughs> Peloton. yeah <laughs> yeah oh Jesus so, what was your so my other one was gonna be like and maybe this is showing my age but I have always thought, and I tried to get into his music a little bit, but Skrillex, DJ Skrillex, I don't know what the fuck you call him, but dubstep and Skrillex and that stuff. And maybe that's me being, I thought for a long time, I'm like, hey, I'm just an old guy. I don't get it. I'm not into it. But then I was like, you know what? It's like, 
uh, honestly, like I love so many different kinds of music. I love so many different kinds of new music that's out there. I love all kinds of music. This music, I think, is super overrated. And I think it falls into the category of we are calling this person a genius just because I think we're supposed to call this person a genius. He's not a genius. He's not. He's right. doing something. He's doing something, but like it's he's overrated. He's doing something, this Skrillex. He's doing something over here. <laughs> he's pushing buttons. He's yeah. pushing you know, I think Jay Well, dubstep, I think, is really interesting. I, I, a, I love that this is a take from 2011 that we have just yeah. got to. In <laughs> yeah, that's right. But is it time? Like, can we now? Do we have yeah. enough distance that we can Overrated. now look at it Overrated. and be like, Jay's right, time we were, capsule. What the and f- like, also, he looks like Corey Feldman like with an interesting haircut. Let's be real. He does. Uh, but yeah. I think, you know, with dubstep, like me, I'm also a musician. I love making music, playing music. And when I first her dubstep and tried to make it that was when i had respect for them because when you actually okay. look at like a like any kind of synthesizer software or whatever and to do all those it's a lot of work but yeah to right. a certain so he point, doesn't understand it but yeah but also to a certain point though i feel like yeah i mean i don't know now i'm trying to think of like well maybe there is some dubstep we could get you into maybe skrillex was the wrong venture in there maybe like a rusco yeah. remix of a song you okay. already know <laughs> There we go. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I mean, I'll say one more thing that that I think is overrated just because I want to have my own thing is that when we were in Madison, Wisconsin in the winter doing shows there at a great club, the comedy club on state, uh, everybody was like, you, you got to go to the indoor farmer's market. They're like, you got it. There's this indoor farmer's market. You got to go to the indoor. Fa- have you been to everybody? Have you been to the indoor farmer's market? It's like nothing you've, you've ever seen never before. seen anything like indoor <laughs> no, farmer's no. market. It's in a convention center. We're like an indoor farmer's market. So basically a supermarket. Yeah, right. Because they get their stuff from farms. Whole foods. Like every Whole Foods we've ever been in in our lives. So that's the thing we've never seen before. All right. That's that was overrated. Wow. That was definitely overrated. Yeah. That was definitely overrated. But yeah, I think. Uh, uh, I, but I will say, I don't think you're missing anything by putting the Skrillex albums to bed. You know? Yeah. So, Thank you. I mean, yeah. yeah. And by the way, that wasn't, that wasn't a knock on all of dubstep. True, true. <laughs> but someone, but people we're who like were nine fans, years past it, though. I don't care. Yeah. People who are big. <laughs> I love it. People, yeah. I, I mean, had to get Shaq, it off my Jay's like, Shaquille, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is a huge dubstep fan. If you see him but, now, he's like, he loves going to these dubstep shows and even DJs now. It's and so he's funny. The he's, hippest person we know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he's like, uh, his whole thing, <laughs> yeah, the idea of, of uh, Jay's going to now take on, uh, who's he going to take on at this point? He's like- The Tommy Gachi egg people. You're yeah. going down, <laughs> bitches. You're going down, Bandai. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I kind of agree that, like, you know, disco had such a profound backlash, like, after it was popular, but I feel like maybe- uh, dubstep didn't fully have that moment. It just we just sort of like moved away from it, and we're like, well, that was that was weird. But yeah, uh, well, maybe well, it is yeah. kind of like that disco. Yeah, I true. mean, until they're like at baseball games, they're smashing up Skrillex records in front of people. Right. Then you know, maybe yeah. By the way, we met the guy who did that. We met the oh, guy who did that. Yeah, that promotion. It, it, it. By the way, that was one of the only times. So it happened That's between- in Chicago, right? Right, it happened in between. It's uh, Dahl. Dave Dahl was his uh, name. Steve Dahl. Steve Dahl was the guy's name. And he. it was between a doubleheader. It was one of the only times that they canceled the second game. 
that wasn't due to weather and it wasn't due to anything else. It was that and the other time they canceled it was like in the 60s. I think they had like five cent beer night in Cleveland and like everyone got so crazy. They're like, we got to cancel this. Right, right, right. Right. For people who don't know, yeah, there was like a group ritual smashing of disco records because of like, everyone's like, this is not work. We can't let rock go for this. Disco like, this sucks. Was it at Kaminsky, right? It was in Chicago? Yeah, it was at Kaminsky, the old Kaminsky yeah. Park. That's my next yeah. take. Disco, overrated. Right? Yeah, you <laughs> heard it. Date, you bitch. heard it right here. Yeah. Why do you like me now? <laughs> he just dropped the mic, folks. Oh, man. Uh, wait, wait till Usher, overrated. Wait till, Jay <laughs> goes, wait till Jay goes all in on Chubba Wamba. I mean, yeah. forget oh, it, man. Oh, no. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk to you about a myth. And we're back. And guys, what is a myth? What's something people think is true, you know, to be false or vice versa? So we talked about this. I mean, this is an old, this is again, another very old reference. But uh, there was a thing, there was a myth going around in the 1980s about Phil Collins, lead singer of Genesis. Phil Collins sang a song in the air tonight. And the myth about the song was that he had watched someone else watch someone drown, which we're right. like, doesn't that mean you watch them drown? Too? <laughs> you fucking yeah. watched them drown. No, I was just focused on the bystander. Oh, no, you no, saw no. him drown. You, you watched no. like, What's that guy doing no. over there? What's that splashing no. sound? No, no, no. I have to... <laughs> so, so, so then apparently he wrote In the Air Tonight, where the lyrics in the song were, and I was there, and I saw what, what you did. did saw, saw it with my own two eyes, which is somewhat of a bit misnomer because he didn't do anything. He just sat there and watched the guy drown. So, so you right. saw what he didn't do. Right. But so you you were there. You saw what he did. So you were, so then the myth was that he invited that guy to a concert and then sang that song to him to let him know that he <laughs> saw him watch another person drown. Which to us was like sounds like a logistical nightmare because oh. what if. <laughs> You send the guy tickets, and he comes. Then you gotta like be like, did he get here? Then did he all get here? Is he so here? then now the whole band is in on it too. They're so like, like, guys, right. Phil Collins is like saying to like Mike Rutherford and the other guys in Genesis. Guys, that was, that wasn't Genesis. Is Phil Collins by himself? Oh, that's right. Phil Collins. He's saying to the band, "Hey, guys, listen." We gotta have a real loose set list tonight. It's gotta bounce around because what if he's like ready to sing the song and the guy's out taking yeah. a leak? You know what right. I mean? Or get, <laughs> right. getting a hot dog. Or so something. now it's like maybe did they start the song and then notice he was gone and go to another song and then it makes him look very it it's it's a plan with a lot of holes that feels like a huge mistake. So that feels like a myth that you know we all accept is true, but it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I wonder I if also, he really did see someone drown though. I, or, Do a lot of people still believe that though? Like that he and then he's just trying to create some kind of layer of like liability insurance. I'd right. Like, I it's merely like my watched friend the is having negligent. marital trouble. Right. My right. friend <laughs> witnessed somebody drown. <laughs> that's like, wait, what? <laughs> and didn't what? do anything. And that's why I wrote this. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of people in Phil Collins' life who are saying, Are you your friend? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Are you yeah, your friend? Exactly. Yeah. I think people believe that he saw something. Because how would right. you write that song? I mean, unless he just is like it's a metaphor for you know whatever. But maybe is, two hearts beating at just one time was him saying those two people are actually one. It's all me. Right, that all was me. his confession song. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I have to think that's true. I think we've solved it. 
We solved it. We busted that myth. <laughs> what was your other myth, Rand? I think uh, Nugenics is like a crazy myth that it helps you because, you know, you see all those ads for like Frank Thomas, you know, the former <laughs> yeah. White Sox. The Big like, Hurt. Big Hurt. <laughs> no, that's the, my so favorite. The woman, the woman, he goes. The woman at the restaurant yes. is like, no, no, they're at the bar. She's like, hey, that's Frank Thomas. The Big Hurt. It's like, you don't know that that's the Big Hurt. Right. You don't. I know that as a child of the 90s, like who yeah. loved baseball. But like when right. I, every time I see that, the first time I saw that commercial was so jarring because I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, A, Frank Thomas looks great. No shade to him. But who who could he possibly be selling something I to? Mean, I mean, I don't want to throw shade to him. He looks fine. All right. He doesn't look like unbelievable. It's not well, like you look at right. Frank Thomas and you're like, no, I watched like Mike Tyson throw some punches in like a oh. little like video display. And I'm like, that dude is in his 50s and like he's jacked. And he's like, Frank Thomas doesn't look like that. Frank Thomas looks yeah. like smooth. Frank and Thomas good. looks, like, well, he a looks guy. like he wasn't like abusing his body after the sports more right. than he anything. Looks, right. Frank Thomas looks like he works out three days a week and only his upper body. Okay. <laughs> that, that's what Frank does. He certainly doesn't look like he's been cut out of granite by eugenics. No. So, Frank, yeah. Frank Thomas looks like someone who like at meals with his wife is like, she's like, you've had, don't have another piece of bread because the meal is coming. He's like, I can Nugenics back up. Nugenics. Nugenics says I And these people are freaking out. And then the guy, and then he says to the guy, and she'll enjoy it too. And my son watched that, and my son was like, he's 11. He's like, why? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why. We don't know why she'll enjoy it. I really don't know why she's going to enjoy it. It tastes good. It it tastes like Kool Aid. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I was just reading up. For, uh, Phil Collins on Fallon said that the meaning was he was going through a divorce. Oh, that's what, that's what he said. So he saw someone else watch she, someone drown. Drowning it, and you could not lend a hand? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. I mean, yeah, look, know. it's all metaphors, you know? Like, I guess in that Wait. sense, you can use that to explain. Okay, no, you want? Should no, we really no. break it down? Yes, yes. <laughs> how, how is him going through a divorce? How is that? Watching another, watching another man burn. watch someone else drown. Like if he's the guy going through it, who's he watching right. drown? Who's he watching watch another person drown? He's Himself? W- yeah, like or it's like really passive aggressive. Like he's taking shots at his ex-wife. It's like you saw right. me just drowning there. You didn't fucking help me. The That's fuck? right. That's it. I was the one yeah. drowning. <clears throat> or maybe and it's I blame just you like calling for- his ex-wife a really bad friend. Being yeah, like, yeah. Man, you really could have helped your friend out there. She was going <laughs> exactly. through something just because it's, it's a divorce friend. song. It's very petty. Yeah, He's yeah. like, it's the metaphor. I am the friend. I am also <laughs> dr- drowning. I'm also drowning. Right, exactly. I wonder, okay, now, was it that he caught them cheating? Maybe. Because if you said, mm. well, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. I've seen That's your right. face before, my friend, but I don't know if you know who I am. Well, I was there, and I saw what you did. I saw it with my saw own with two my eyes, so eyes. you can wipe it off that grin. I know where you've been. It's, been. it's all been a pack of lies. Yeah, we oh, hit man. that drum Those solo Those are my together. favorite lyrics of the song, by the way. Yeah, yeah amazing. Da, 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 da. amazing. Well, it actually uh, comes later on. It's it's no stranger to you. All right. Well, do, do, you know do, what, do, Miles? Do, do, do. It was fine. Good point, Miles. Good point. People are going to let us go. Hey, you got to respect that, Phil. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, fill, that drum fill, and fill. There you double, go. Double, double fill, <laughs> double fill. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what happened over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it was, it was a lot of a uh, 
a lot of parties, a lot of big parties that I was under the impression we were not supposed to be uh, engaging in. North Carolina went pretty wild at uh, a race. Missouri uh, oh, yeah. went to Lake of the Ozarks. A water park opened in Houston in defiance of state orders. Uh, With like because lines more necessary. So- Lines oh were God. so long, it was like yeah. I don't know what to. I you you guys are from Missouri, right? So yeah. right, so we're from St. Louis, and we would like vacation down in the Lake of the Ozarks, which was a man-made lake. It doesn't look like a lake; it looks like a cancer spreading out. If you were to look from <laughs> up above, it's like it's and an just old like, pit mine. They fill it the is, water. Here is what literally here is what the Lake of the Ozarks are known for. They're known for wacky T-shirts. Saltwater taffy and the spread of disease, and that was in the eighties. Yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. So yeah. imagine now, like if you're at a pool bar at the Lake of the Ozarks right now, you are getting something. I don't know yeah. if it's Corona, it's something. So I I was a I was just like coconuts, the name of that bar that was everyone was at. I was like, hey, that place looks like a fun time. Maybe when there's not a pandemic, like I like the idea of like. I don't know. Simultaneously, I had so many thoughts. First was like, all these people are, they don't know where each other have been. This no. this is like completely reckless. Then I'm like, oh, that's cool. They have like bar tops like in the pool. So you can just take yeah. your bar. And then I'm like, wait, the water's waist high. Is everyone just pissing in that thing? Oh and then I'm my like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Then my then my whole concern well, looking at that video is like the pee at the pool at coconuts, not not COVID-19. I was like, the amount of piss you're wallowing in at that party. You're you're literally standing in a urinal. <laughs> yeah. A it's a piss. <laughs> and what <laughs> that that's actually so I, when i was a uh, young uh, in my early 20s i went to the kentucky derby it rained i was like sliding around the infield on my stomach into a puddle of water and then i looked up and like the puddle was being filled from the troughs oh. uh, from the bathroom <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. my oh my god and I barely missed a beat. That's uh, that's oh, how right. I was getting down at that point in my Jesus. life. Jesus, yeah, oh, what it means to be young. But yeah, <laughs> the whole thing though is like, I guess when I look at these images and most people do, it's like, what is the mentality? Because I understand, like everyone, it's it's very trying to be stuck at home and to completely have the brakes slammed on your way of living. But the other side of that coin is like. This is an unprecedented biological medical emergency that we have to wait for science to address so we can be safe. And I'm like, listen, but we don't have to wait for science. I was listening to a Harvard, uh, former Harvard professor who spent his entire life working on the AIDS, like treating AIDS and whatnot last night. He's like, which we still, by the way, don't have which a vaccine. We still have a thing for, but he's like, we've controlled it. What we need to do, he's like, if everyone stays home and everyone wears masks and socially distanced, and we find out who has coronavirus and put those people in a 14-day sequestered place and then contact trace them and test them, we can get rid of this in six weeks. We can open back up the economy. We can go full board. We'll back in school. Businesses can open up if we do that. That He's literally like... Yeah. But Randy, this ain't New Zealand, baby. This is yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I think you I gotta go to coconuts leadership and cough on everybody at a pool. I mean, yeah. dude, but, this like I might just <laughs> five cent beer night at coconuts though. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jello shots at coconuts. Yeah. I mean, this kind of ties into the next story that we're talking about that there's just so much disinformation out there, like oh from the top down, that yep. you really like there's this Tony Robbins video that was getting forwarded around was like 
kind of the most straightforward uh, kind of mainstream attempt I've seen at spreading this other than like a couple Wall Street Journal op-eds. But as you watch the video, you start to see that the people like he has six sources uh, who are like, there's a doctor here and they're like selectively using words to be like, he's a Stanford uh, medical professor. He's like an assistant professor and <laughs> like, an is adjunct. A, you know, all right, an he's adjunct the, essentially. He's the, all right. He's the janitor. All right. Uh, he's my right. nephew's TA. He, he works in the building. They don't have a single epidemiologist on the whole list. They have a Nobel prize winner, but he won for something totally different. He's not a doctor, uh, not a doctor. And it's the same people who wrote the Wall Street Journal op-ed. So it's like there's a handful of people who are like the lockdown was an overreaction. This is sort of an outdated take because now like we've seen that a lot of the modeling that they were doing early on where they were like, guys, this isn't that fatal. 100,000 people are dead from it now. So you have to like do all these different... Basically, you have to tie together all these different theories because there's another theory that's a Minnesota Republican who's also a physician is saying that like there's an incentive to overcount the number of COVID nineteen yeah. deaths yeah which might be true like maybe by a tiny fraction of a percentage but it's not like a vast thing where like this was totally made up but i think it's um, yeah. to say it's incentivized is different than saying like if you're dealing with covid patients at your hospital and their fatalities like there's there's money that is given because of the ppe you go through and the risks involved versus right. like hey man say they but like that's what's so disingenuous about a lot of these arguments is like yeah you could look at anything like that and completely mischaracterize it well, but that's the, not the biggest yeah. no the biggest argument the biggest argument is from the right wing media that is saying that the Democrats are using this and the unemployment and the other stuff to unseat Trump. That is it. That is literally, they're going to, that's the one that everyone's saying that like, and we to don't me, need- if your biggest doctor is Dr. J Julius Irving, then you don't have a real doctor on your board. That's <laughs> yeah. what I, and, and, and to me, if you have to do mental gymnastics, this is true about anything in any part of your life. If you have to do mental gymnastics to get your point across and tie together four things that are unrelated just to make one cogent point, if it's hard to do, then it's then it's then yeah, chances it's are it's not right. It's hard to Rashid right. Wallace said it. Ball don't lie. Ball don't yep. lie. Okay. So yep. if it's out there and that's what it is, the ball don't lie. Explain ball don't lie to Ball don't lie is Rashid Wallace, former basketball player for uh I mean played for many Portland and Detroit. If he said UNC. if you if you UNC. got fouled, if he, if you, if you, if a foul got called on you and you didn't think it was supposed to be a foul, guy goes to the free throw th- line and misses yeah. his shot, and he misses the shot, then Rashid Wallace would yell, "He'd say ball, ball don't, don't lie. lie, the ball exactly. doesn't yeah. lie." There wasn't, and supposed a lot to be a of foul. the scientists in Tony Robbins' study say that that's actually scientifically accurate. They support right. Rashid Wallace on on ball and don't lie. They mysteriously have a white patch of hair in the back of their head. <laughs> yeah, why can't they grow that? Bald, bald, <laughs> bald don't, don't, don't lie. lie. Bald, <laughs> don't lie. So the one thing that I've like kept coming back to because there is this Stanford study that was saying that. The infection is more widespread, and the people who were behind the study went on Fox News and NPR, and they wrote that Wall Street Journal op-ed that was like the most popular article on the Wall Street Journal for like two weeks at the beginning of the pandemic. So that study is now being uh, second-guessed like 
Stanford is investigating them. Uh, it yeah. was initially partially funded by the guy who founded JetBlue, uh, who happens to be somebody who like has a lot to lose from the economic shutdown. So it's that. just yeah. it's standard like capitalism stuff where there's a political motivation or a, a financial motivation, and so you're going to like find people who are willing to say anything for. Uh, to yeah. help their financial situation. And Tony was- Robbins' overall message is basically like, guys, like you got to have positive thought. You got to be positive about this. Don't let it get you down. And it's like, he's just not fully, I think, appreciating that he is giving QAnon like exactly what they need to continue to grow and thrive. Isn't there should be a rapper named QAnon and nothing he says is true. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh I yeah, I mean I, once I once you mentioned that uh that Jet the guy from JetBlue was involved, I think we need to investigate further and see if the person who owns the company that makes Terra chips if they're involved. <laughs> <laughs> like why do they serve us this crap? Hey man, uh, chips aren't, chips aren't supposed ter- to be blue. A Terra chips conspiracy happening as we speak. <laughs> well, I think you know with Tony Robbins though too, like his whole career is built off of exploiting people's fear, you know, right. uh, whether that's the fear that you won't be successful or lose weight or be attractive or have money that's or right. whatever. That's what his game is. So he has a sixth sense to to read the air and say, ooh, you're all are fe- Uh-oh, my fear boner is going up. So I know well, I should so- swoop in with like some cool thing because I think when you're scared, you want someone to tell you like, dude, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's like when you're in college and you do something fucked up and some older person's like, that's it? Nah, dude, you're good. You're good. You're good. And you're like, oh, right, great. Yeah. And then looking back, well, like, so, that was terrible advice. So what is the, point. what's the, this great point? What's the similar between Tony Robbins and Trump in a certain way? They both are like, I have all the answers for you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry right. about anything that's going on in your life. I, follow me. And they're both like four-year-olds. If you have little kids, you understand. They're like four-year-olds. They want what they want, and they don't want to be told no. But like in some cases, like right now, the world is is setting a limit right now. It's setting the limit on us. And little kids hate when you set limits on them. They hate it, hate it, hate it. They fight it. They tantrum. They go crazy. But when you're an adult and you kind of are running the show, and if you're a little four-year-old and there's no limit being set, that's why you have all these people showing right. up in Lake of, the, Lake of the Ozarks to hang out. That's Because no one wants to do this. We as right. a people, right. nobody wants to quarantine. We don't want to stop doing stand-up. We don't want to, you know, have... I don't want to tell my 14-year-old, your camp's canceled this summer. Like, I don't right. want that. But, like, we have to because we're adults and we're people right. who have to, like... And, and when the people. when the adult, quote-unquote, in charge, the main adult who's disseminating inf- information to other people, says, no, 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 you don't have to... You have to do the right. hard thing. Fuck do the yeah. easy thing. Go to coconuts. There's, there's nothing. Yeah. Go, do, to coconut. yeah. go to coconuts. <laughs> go to coconuts. Go go nuts. And go nuts. And let your yeah. nuts empty out into the pool. Do that. I mean, that's, but that's <laughs> oh, what they're saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a foam party. It's yeah. like they, they're saying, do, do the easy thing and satisfy yourself immediately. Like, you can't, right. can't. Rather than like the disciplined. I mean, program. Tony Robbins, his other thing is uh, making people at his events walk across hot coals because of mind over matter type shit that he like preaches. Uh, except one time the coals were slightly too hot and 30 people had to go to the hospital on the same night. 
Um, I, so I think they just, he's just like a he's just a magician like huckster. I put that on them. I put that on them. They weren't being positive enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just hadn't fully. Uh, he was having an off night. They weren't sufficiently inspired. <laughs> they gotta I be mean, more um, positive. But remember, yeah. there was that article like a few months ago that we talked about that was talking about how fucking abusive some of these like yeah. seminars with him are and like the weird like pyramid scheme of like paying to get his cell phone number and like the tiers yeah. of like proximity you can pay for to him. Dude. So I wonder dude, if like that, this is it's like all the same. It's all the same. And also he's a big imposing dude. Yeah. He's like yeah. six, eight. So like you're six, yeah. nine. He's just a yeah, big dude. Huge, but yeah. you think about him, it's the same thing with like Bikram. I don't know if you watched that whole documentary yeah. about Bikram, the, the yoga dude, that guy, they all, it's, it's all the same. Wild Wild Country. And, and yeah. Wild Wild Country, the Rajneeshi, man, they break you down. They want you close to them, and they, they just so serve yeah. up this, this falsity that's great. You can't believe anything that Tony Robbins says. It's just opinion. so, uh, it's, it, but like this, you know, reeks of like a move of someone who gets like Twitter canceled and then becomes alt right. Like yep. this is yeah, sort of like really the does. progression for Tony Robbins where like he was able to, you know, like, walk this weird nebulous like middle ground where people weren't quite able to put a finger on him and figure right. out what he was about. And then that article came out. I mean, I'm sure people have known this for a while, but to literally have a thing that says unmasking the science they aren't telling you on TV is like, that seems what? so yeah. out of bounds. That's even right. what his I mean, original like personal power bullshit he was preaching in the beginning was like at least acknowledge science but now this is like he's fully going to like nah man like the secrets within my cinder block head that i can yeah. give to you oh boy sign up it kinda, now it kind of makes you take another look at shallow hell I mean, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly 100 <laughs> percent uh shallow house unimpeachable in my book but uh, it always will be <laughs> you mean the bible <laughs> but yeah this is i i feel like this just kind of goes back to you know this is a stress test for america and it's coming at the like sickest that american democracy and capitalism and anything has ever been like where we have the worst leadership and so like Tony Robbins was a acceptable like idea to put out there that like you could just positive thinking your way out of anything. And like he was getting people to pay him like a hundred thousand dollars a year just to let them hang out with him, like to yeah. go on his flight with him and shit. So yeah, when you have a culture that like accommodates and even like, you know, lionizes uh, scam artists, and then you have a stress test like this. Scam artists are going to be what you get. Like yeah. that's just how that's how it well, works. It's it's also ball don't it, lie. It ball don't ball lie. lie. It's also about rule following, which it, so much of this is like following rules. And it's like it's like if somebody were to say, "Look at that stop sign over there. There's no one on either side. I'm just gonna blow through it. I don't care." But what if you don't see the car that is coming through the other way and you wind up hitting some? Like, we can't just not follow rules when we, like, just pick and choose the ones we want to follow because there's an order to things. And, like, this whole thing has taught us, like you were saying, we are so interconnected that the dipshits down at Coconuts do have an effect <laughs> on everybody else. They just right. do. Yeah. They to the point where, do. like, the the health director of the state of Missouri was like, everybody who is at Coconuts should quarantine for two weeks. Just so 14 you know, days, if you yeah. were there, 
do, isolate for two weeks. But you think they will? But will they? You think they will? Everyone at Coconuts should be fighting to the death at Coconuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay there. Exactly. Look, we, we don't have sports. We're going to watch all of you fight As until fight to the death. <laughs> half of you are dead. And the, the winner will yeah. get just two coconuts filled with rum. Our new sports <laughs> is just watching people chicken fight at Coconuts. They're like, yo, bring up that oh, live yeah. can. Watch the chicken fights at Coconuts, man. These people are out of their heads. Uh, but the, thing, like, the last thing I'll say about Tony Robbins is like with American culture, especially right. Like we're taught that like you shouldn't need help. Like if you need help, something's wrong with you and yeah, pull yourself right. up by our bootstraps. And Tony Robbins is in a perfect place because what he does is he sells illusory bootstraps to people. Mm-hmm. He says, right. Oh, you, you seem like a person who could really probably pick themselves by up by the bootstraps right now. Have, have, can I, and can I interest you in my bootstraps? I sell people so they can have this self-belief not to say that self-improvement is bad or negative. Cause I, I've, I've, benefited tremendously from taking my own like self well-being and my own mental well-being into account but Meditation this is like it. a thing though that really preys upon the american psyche in a specific way of like i should be rich i should be famous i should be fucking anybody everywhere and i should have 9 billion cars and vacations why don't i have that tony robbins help me with this very specific american capitalistic problem and then he there there it is Tony him. Robbins is the fire festival. If the fire festival was a person, that's what he is. <laughs> right. He's the, he's the ad. He's the ad for the fire festival that went out. That's who he is. <laughs> like, I'll promise you everything. Or maybe America's the fire festival and Tony Robbins is jaw rule. Yeah. Tony Robbins is I mean, jaw that's rule. Why we were obsessed with, <laughs> that's why we were obsessed with the fire festival. Tony um, Robbins is jaw rule with slightly whiter teeth. Yeah, I'll watch that movie, Tony Robbins as Ja Rule in the Fire I'm in. Festival. I'm so in. <laughs> so in. In House on Fire, F-Y-R-E. Right. And without without any problematic blackface. That's None. Right. Yeah, done. Right. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And in an overall big week for Karen's racist white ladies. So the the big one that uh, is sort of evolving as we record is a woman by the name of Amy Cooper, uh, an investment banker, which I've always had the highest respect for them. I couldn't believe. uh, (laughs) Nothing predatory about that at all. So moral. So moral. (laughs) Right. So she called 911 to report an African-American man threatening her life, but he was recording her. He mm-hmm. was just a birder who doesn't like when people have their dogs off their leash in Central Park because they eat birds. And so he was saying, could you put your, like just the most calm, reasonable. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a request. sign. There's a sign right. that says your dog has to be leashed. Again, it goes back to following the rule that is just out a there. rule, just a rule because he, he likes watching birds, dogs scare away ground birds. Also, I think he was saying that a lot of people in that part of Central Park, the Ramble, like they, the people have invested in a lot of like flora and fauna there to like yeah. make it nice. And when you have dogs there, just run, the plants oh. will not grow if they shit and piss everywhere. So just, you can, but you can have your dog there. Just put on your leash. Yeah. Just on and, a leash. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's all everybody. he was asking. Uh, she then basically threatened to uh, murder him by police 
yeah. and called 911, basically attempted to. It was like, there is an African-American man threatening well, my life. Please the, come fast. The way, but no, the way it devolves is what's truly despicable. T- because terrible. I mean, I will say this. At the very beginning, apparently, he, he I think he was offering her dog a treat, which to me, I'm if someone offered me, like, you'll get the fuck away from my dog. Or I would yeah. politely be like, yeah, thank you. No, thank you. My dog will die if it eats anything that wasn't pre-masticated from my mouth. Right. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> and that is true about your dog, right? It is. It is true Fair. that I've, yeah, you right. know, mapped point. onto him. Uh, but yeah. like, so I think that was, I think it started off a bit contentiously. So I, I won't like really knock her for whatever her energy was in the beginning. But the second she says, well, you know what? I'm going to call the police and say an African American man is threatening me, which is, she knows what she's saying. She just said, I will get the cops to kill you. And you know it can happen. Right. So now well, she said she says it twice. So yeah. she says if she's saying an African American man just to describe who he is, that's one thing. But then she says it again with emphasis. She's like an African American, i.e., threatening dog, me. Yeah, dog whistle. Bring everything you can to take this guy. I've seen what the police do to African American men. Get down here and beat this guy. That's yeah. what she's saying. Oh, Meanwhile, her dog, she's group. choking her dog out as this is happening. Uh, the dog uh, yeah. is like, what the fuck? Yeah. The, yeah. Do- like, the dog even has the correct energy. She's going down so hard, and it's like actually <laughs> so beautiful to see how hard she's going down. Well, but because, because look, I was for, as I was watching it, I was trying to say, well, let me see. Is there any, is there even the slightest bit of sympathy you could have for this woman? And the answer is no. Because you, she had so many choices that she, conscious choices that she made along that path that she could have chosen another option that wouldn't put her in this thing. My favorite is her shaking her fist at the guy with the leash in it that should have been on the dog. I'm like, well, if that's you like lifting her dog, actually, as <laughs> yeah. she raised yeah. her yeah. fist. Well, I mean, I would just, what happened to the good old New York fuck you? And then yeah. just keep walking right. with your dog. Yeah. You don't have to listen hey, to Hey, mind him. your fucking business, pal. Hey, right. fucking yeah. eat eat out my dog's asshole, you motherfucker. And then you don't care about who's... <laughs> you don't care. So that's not race dependent. That's just a New York right. asshole just, yeah, who walks around and doesn't care. By, By the way, way dick, New- leave me alone. I'm a dick, right. so what? Right. But it, By the way, right. in New York, that means have a great day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but this yeah, is just so clearly... This is, you know, like, like a lot of people even on Twitter would say, it's like, okay, if you're... Like a lot of women on Twitter are saying, if I was ever in a situation where I was going to call the police because I felt a man was threatening me, I'm not going to stick around to figure out what's no. happening. Like, that's no, not right. how I do things. And I think that's why you can tell this is a case of I will not be told what to do by this black man. And so if you right. want to take it there, if you want to keep bu- playing cards like, OK, yes, maybe the rules and regulations of the park are on your side. But I don't want to cop to that. So now let me like start like escalating it into this really petty game of like, well, I'm, I can be more dangerous than you now. And I agree with that 100%. But I do think we do need to state for one second, we are four dudes. We don't know what it is like to be a woman in certain situations and feel have fear and feel threatened in their own way, whether it's real or perce- or, or fake. However, that's a very you're right. Good point. You've got to get away. If that's an issue and that's a problem and you actually do feel threatened, take your dog and go somewhere else. Like it's yeah, a giant and, park. Right. And I don't mean to say victim blame. It's like, well, then you could have left, lady. But it's clear from the interaction, you weren't they weren't concerned for your safety. You wanted to intimidate this guy by Right, saying, he wasn't charging at her. Nah, he nah, 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 nah. I'll weaponize my whiteness and, that's yes, it. Could, right. and you could die. That's, so leak, so get the fuck away from me. So why is it that as a white man, I watch that video and I have deep fear? fear for the African-American dude. I have deep 
fear that the police are going to come and take her side. Like there's this, this is the air of injustice that exists yeah. out in the world that I myself, I'm like, dude, you better get out of there. Cause I don't know. And right. you don't, you shouldn't have to get out of there, but yeah. I fear, I fear for his safety. And that's that, that is the feeling that I have. I can't yeah. fake, I can't fake that feeling. No, you because know? I think it's right. it's a pattern that we all recognize and it's a pattern she recognized. We can escalate this where law enforcement can appear and yep. just like Emmett Till back in the day when someone was saying, this black man uh, mm -hmm. is doing something to me, this is just a pattern that is ingrained yep. in the fabric of the society. So like right. we know if how he it plays out. hadn't been filming her, like what, imagine what... what which what, is another like, interesting what she thing. Said. There was a public defender on Twitter who was saying like this, like they're like, I try cases so many times in New York where someone just has a frantic 911 call as their evidence that the other person was an aggressor. And right. the people will be like, I didn't do anything. And there's like, very rarely do we have this other side of the camera or the of, the, of an incident where there are people who can just weaponize like a 911 call against someone and the conclusion be like, oh, you're being disruptive or whatever. I don't know what happened, but I got a call and I'm here and you're here. I think this stuff gets taught to people. I have two daughters, 12 and 14, and I would never teach them to use that sort of a, to, to weaponize that. Like you have to like teach your people or they see that modeled in their parents or whoever's like their guardian and that, that, that gets passed down. I just yeah. don't think you fully form as a human being and start to like, if that wasn't taught to you, that's who you are. Yeah. Well, I think, and also too, like as much as, you know, the, there's a fear, uh, obviously living in a patriarchal society like this, of course there's, uh, men are pr the predators in this culture. Uh, and unfortunately too, for being African-American merely existing, uh, can give the air of being a predator to someone who is ignorant. So I think on top of that, we have to challenge our children and parents to also really teach children to see the humanity of a person first rather than being like what can i glean off of this appearance first and then there's, a b c d d and let all those dots connect that end could end tragically there's a way to be safe and there's a way to be smart and there's a yeah. way to be aware and then there's a way and you can also be nice like and also have you it look you maybe she's an extremely anxious person i don't know who this woman is maybe her anxiety levels go way higher than what say our normal levels i'm not even gonna i don't want to say normal but like what what everyone else like i guess the standard levels her anxiety peaks at a really high level that's in her own internal makeup but if that's the case then go away then go then grab your dog and go this guy wasn't right. charging at her this guy wasn't like threatening her this guy wasn't saying like oh yeah you're gonna call the cops i'll fuck you up no one said anything like yeah. that it's like you know. It's like if you're gonna call the cops, I will now produce counter evidence so I don't get arrested because right. Right. this That's is it. this could go. And up. also, I will produce the kind of evidence that will ruin your life. Yeah, this, she got this, that this, dog. Her dog got taken away. Taken away. Yeah, Back it was a rescue. Turned the dog. She got like, fired, and she the dog is probably gonna be banned from <laughs> Central Park. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's one of those instances where social yep. media justice. Uh, I'm okay she, with it. I'm on, she did. I'll, I'll she allow did, it, Your Honor. Yeah, she did just get hired by Tony Robbins, is which that is weird. weird. Yeah, Why right. did that? <laughs> Working on an investment, uh, yeah, <laughs> investment series. Yeah, and then there's just another, uh, just another incident. Oh, I mean, and just sort of back to the unfettered violence against Black people in this country. You know, a, a man uh, in Minnesota was killed by the yep. police while having a knee placed yeah. on the back of his neck, and he died later of a medical emergency, but. Based on him screaming that he could not breathe and begging for them to not kill him, 
seemed like he was in a very bad place. And again, yeah. this is the theme. Like, you don't need to be savvy. It's just, it's like a fucking, it, it, this is just the patterns that were unfortunately uh, unable to break. Uh, and, and then there's you, another woman in Humboldt, California, this woman, Greta Stanger, who was holding up a sign at like a open up the economy, you know, yeah. like let's cosplay as the oppressed uh, yeah. rallies that they had. And she was holding up a photo of uh, like a historical illustration of a slave with some kind of like covering over their mouth, this woman. And it says muzzles are, are for dogs and slaves. I am a free human being. That was the sign she held. Now, I will have you known slaves are also people, but I get what you're trying to do is like really just uh, not dog whistle, just fully be out there saying I'm white. I'm not yeah, a speaking slave. of right. Speaking of dog whistle, that dog just heard it. Yeah. Heard that what was, you just yeah. said. Yep. My dog's very uh, agitated now. This whole Terrible. thing, the the image first of all, like to, a lot of this is a pretty kind of famous image of this uh Brazilian slave woman named Anastasia who the the story around this image is that the mistress of this woman uh, ordered like this spiked torture device be put around her face and mouth and like neck out of jealousy because her husband would not stop raping this slave. And like, it's a very, very dark image of African slavery. But this woman's like, I don't know, like I want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, yeah, please. exactly. And this woman uh, used to work as a, now get this, she worked at North Coast Preparatory Academy, a, a top ranked charter school where she directed plays. This is, oh she's a theater gosh. teacher. And I say worked um, because yeah. she lost her damn job. And Thank God. her explanation is really, again, shows you the level of like, I think, like, well, shouldn't I, I, I get, I get some leeway, right? As a white yeah. person, it says holding that sign up at the lockdown protest was a grave mistake. And I ask forgiveness from all those who I have caused pain as I had no sign of my own. It was handed to be handed oh, to me by another God. protester. And a photographer took the picture before I considered the racist implications. That's uh, the, that is the, that is the modern day version of it wasn't me or my yeah. Twitter feed got hacked. My Twitter feed. Yeah, got yeah. Hacked. That's why I said that. Oh, someone handed me the sign. And yeah. I look, I, I think it's possible because there was a photo of someone else holding that sign at this rally. But you should even for a second consider what you are. What protesting. you're holding up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's and, look back this, into this. Let's ooh, look back into this ooh. woman's history again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she's she teaches plays at the school that like the principal's like, no, we're not doing Amistad again. No. Okay. Right. Stop. right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But imagine this. An all white version. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. yeah. But I think this is the thing we also realize, too, is like we look at these images of seemingly harmless people, too, acting yep. out these like really ignorant tendencies in public spaces that could put people in harm. Um, and they're also the people who are teaching your kids who are maybe working at a at a bank or something who have people who work underneath them that are African-American or what, what, whatever, what have you, anything not white. And it's always interesting to know. Like sort of what are the reverberations of those people in those places to everyone around them? And I think that's why when a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if it's a lot for these people to lose their jobs and things like that, like that. But we have yeah. not had a reckoning with racism in this country. So these are the smallest victories we can carve out because we've not had a full scale societal reckoning with our past of like, you know, slavery. If you walk into right. your boss's office and call him or her an asshole, you get fired. Okay, you get right. fired from your job. You essentially did that to an entire race of people, and you got fired from your job. There are consequences for your actions, yeah. and once you realize that, then you know now you have you have someone else to blame for this. Okay, you're going to blame everybody for getting you fired, but like 
Right. I think it's good for everyone to shout her back down into her hole. Like, you don't get to come out. I'm sorry. No. You go no, no. right back down in that hole, and you don't come out. And we're going to keep jumping on it until you can't see daylight again. And that's it. Also, just uh, this is a completely side issue, but also worth noting that these protests have people just handing out signs for other protesters to hold up, which is something we saw with the Tea Party and tends to be a hallmark of like uh, astroturfed protests that are organized by the Koch brothers. I mean, just so. the, the sign itself, even, even if there were no image, right? The, the words, muzzles are for dogs and slaves. I am yes. a free human being. Right. Yeah. You're not, so you're not a slave. So you're yeah. someone who would own a slave is what yeah, you're saying. You're not dog where you're right. dog megaphoning at Come that point. On. No. Uh, well, Randy, Jason, it has been a pleasure having you guys on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, hear you? Well, first of all, thank you. Love it. We'll come back and do this anytime. You guys are awesome. Yeah, we'll have you guys. So you will have you guys come to our podcast we do with Daniel Van Kirk called Dumb People Town. Uh, you guys yeah, will be yeah. perfect on dumb. Perfect for it. Dumb behavior. We break <laughs> it down. We believe the world's getting dumber. As as yeah. ocean levels rise, IQ levels are going down. So, so two things. Mm. We have a daily podcast called Scarborough Country, the virus edition that we talked about, where we cover a lot of the stuff, similar stuff as you guys. And I think your listeners will really dig that. It's... Um, you know, we have video of it on our YouTube page. If you go to YouTube Scarborough Country, you can subscribe to that and see the videos or just listen to it wherever you get podcasts. It's a half an hour every day, 25 minutes to a half an hour of just giving you a chance to breathe. Two insane stories of stupidity within the uh, within the within the world that's going on right now and our take on it. And then next Thursday, June 4th, we're going to do a stand-up show. We have not done stand-up out into the world as much, wow. but we're doing a stand-up show on the, at the Nowhere Comedy Club. Coconuts. But, Oh. Yeah, coconuts. <laughs> What's up? Lake of, Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> no, it's it's a place called the it's the Nowhere Comedy Club. It's like a zoo, a giant Zoom meeting. They only have 390 tickets, and once those are sold out, it's 390 people on a Zoom call. We do stand up right where we are right now, oh, wow. and we can hear the laughter. It is so cool. It's the closest thing to doing stand up in the real world. It's next Thursday. That's June 4th at 7 p.m. Uh, West Coast time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can get your tickets at eventbrite.com and look up Night of a Thousand Sklars. Dan Van Kirk's going to do uh, 20 <laughs> minutes twenty minutes of uh, comedy in that show, but it's going to be a blast. That's next Thursday, June 4th, and we'd love for anybody who's listening to this thing to come uh, check it out. Awesome. I think Sklar-based say puns Daniel's- are still strong with you guys. <laughs> I yeah, thought you were yeah. gonna say Daniel's gonna do twenty minutes of Wahlberg, a tight yeah. uh, Wahlberg, <laughs> a tight twenty of how Wahlberg's just been working out during the coronavirus. He's gained he's gained eighty pounds of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a tweet you guys have been enjoying, or some other work of social media? Uh, what have you been enjoying tweet wise, Jay? Anything? I love everything from the Super Seventy Sports. Super Seventy Sports is amazing. It's just for some reason it like hits us. We did our old show Cheap Seats on ESPN Classic, which was watching old weird sporting That's events. So good. Super Seventy Sports just gets it right so many times. They show you an image. They show you like a a little video, something from back in the day. Oh, the other thing that I'm digging so much, so much on Instagram is House of Highlights. House of Highlights. Holy is smokes. House of so Highlights good. is, it's the coolest. Like the woman in the hajib, like dribbling and just deking that kid out and doing that crazy reverse. I was like, <laughs> it may, I showed it to my girls. It made me cry. And the last thing I'll say is Snoop Dogg 
sitting in his car and singing Let It Go by Frozen made me cry with joy. <laughs> and I only say this because Snoop's the best. We met him a couple times. He was a fan of Cheap Seats. We met him after the roast, roast battle at, at House of Blues, and he was judging, and we were right behind, like, feeding him and Sarah Silverman some jokes and stuff for the whole thing. We go upstairs to the green room afterwards, and he's, of course, puffing on, like, legal weed, guys, legal. But he passed it, he passed it around. And of course, when he passes, you got to partake. All I know is I got into the car service to drive me home. I went from Sunset and La Cienega. And when I got to Sunset and La Brea. That's one mile. That's one mile. I forgot. I forgot what I did that night. He smoked (laughs) seven full joints. I forgot where I was. I forgot what I did. I'm like, this must have come from Bob Marley's grave. So I I love Snoop so much. And when I saw him just in his car singing, let it go. And then him just acknowledging (laughs) that he's just like, man, let it go, man. I'm in my, I'm in my fucking car singing, let it go. And we just got to let it go. And then he looks down and he's like, we'll be outside soon. I just loved it. And I love him. So that that was the best things I've seen. That's amazing. Miles, who is the Snoop Dogg of podcasting in his ability to (laughs) uh, smoke anybody under the table? Uh, yeah, me and Gabrus, I think, have to go head to head for that title. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been playing Red Dead with me and GTA. It's nice that we can somehow congregate and move freely in a fake world of the West or fictitious Los Angeles. Um, some tweets that I like. Uh, first one is from Mamadou and Daye. It says, white people give me the Hebert Jeberts. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's funny um, it's true. And another one. <laughs> and then another one is uh, from Dare Lust. It says, psychology majors be like, damn, I can't even be mad at you because I know why you reacted the way you did. It's kind of an old, right. old, old tweet format I've seen come back around again. But every time I see it, you, sometimes I wish there were people that were that healthy. To be like, hmm, interesting. I completely understand where you're coming from. Okay, fantastic. Yep, yep, yep. I think I'm the. I'm trying to think. Is there a rapper who freaks out if he like is even like a little bit high and like starts thinking about what to do with his hands? I'm trying to think. A rapper if, that does that for for me, yeah. Who can't because you're the Snoop Dogg of yeah. Nah, I think those because those like, rappers. Oh man, they, I'm so inside my head. Rappers <laughs> never. They hate to tell people they don't smoke weed. It's like a yeah. weird thing. And they hate saying that they don't drink. And like you have to literally like prod them or put like alcohol in their hand before they go, oh, actually, I don't drink. And you're like, what the fuck? But uh, in your songs? Oh, oh. Dude, there, what about old, but not 90s rap? Don't smoke Buddha, can't stand sex. It takes yeah. two to make a thing go right. That used to be a thing that they would rap about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot that lyric. Uh, anyways. Uh, Ellie Bell tweeted for whom the Baja blasts Uh, Mark's Jane tweeted I love them little free plants outside Walmart and Home Depot Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist we're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram Uh, we have a Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on Miles what's that going to be today? Oh, I mean based on the the vibes at Coconuts I mean summer is here Uh, Mm. and this track is from uh, Metronomy 
uh, which is, you know, like lo-fi instrumental music. But this track is called Summer Jam, and it feels, I don't know, like when I listen to it, I, it sounds like music that would be like in a character select screen, like in an old PlayStation 1 game or Game Boy game, uh, or even just like if you were a sim, like what would be playing in your house as you make breakfast. But I don't know, there's something very comforting <laughs> about this track. Uh, so Metronomy, Summer Jam, and it does feel summery at the same time. It's very weirdly, I think it just speaks to our times. There's like an artificial aesthetic that still feels relatable. So that's what we got. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcaster, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.